Welcome to Curious Salva. I want to thank you for all your warm feedback on my last episode. I honestly thought of deleting that episode about my dad a couple of times, but I'm a sucker for documenting things and reflecting on them later. This coming episode is a lot of fun. It was an honest conversation among friends about what makes them different, and we had a little digging into our personalities and our career journeys and more. I have to note that we are not giving any scientific or expert opinion on extraversion and introversion, but I will be sharing some useful links in the episode notes. I decided to bring two of my friends for our episode, The Introverts Roundtable. Dua Farid is an award-winning media producer. She is just awesome. I'm so proud to be her friend. Jojo Flores is an events specialist and production designer in Abu Dhabi. We were flatmates in 2019 and we've become friends since then. Hello, ladies. Hi, Salma. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Well, I am I am really excited. I appreciate everyone who signs up, but I found out that guys are even more inclined to sign up their name to be on my podcast, you know, Jojo. But I have to chase women. <laughs> That's true. That's true in all aspects. <laughs> Isn't that true in all aspects? <laughs> it's also my first time to be a guest on a podcast. I'm usually the producer or the interviewer side, so I'm um, so excited to be on the other chair just for once. <laughs> really? Yes. I've never been a guest. So it feels weird that I'm I'm doing an interview like unprepared. <laughs> so Well, yeah. I, I I don't listen to podcasts. So yeah, mm. it's first for me for mm. everything. <laughs> so we're gathered here uh to talk about the whole debate of introverts versus extroverts. I think it's a perfect place for you guys to voice all your concerns, uh, stuff that irritates you about extroverts and the outside world, what you want people really to know. Like, it's it's a whole platform. Like, we're going at it. So uh, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to hear a lot of the criticism or whatever you want to say. But are you ready? Yes. I think 50% of my conversation with you, Salma, is all about introverts versus extroverts. We always do that. We did that yesterday over the phone. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll give you, I'll give you flashbacks right now. Remember in 2019, we were living together, right? Yeah. And uh, we were just tr- getting to know each other and uh, what I remember distinctively about you is that you're someone who really wanted their space at home, you know. Yeah. There are days where you wanted to talk to me, you would talk for hours about different stuff. And there are days where you just like, it was clear that don't come near me, I'm, <laughs> I'm just in my own space. <laughs> right? Yeah, but that's true, yeah. But then I would like be telling you, oh, I'm going out with my friends. Wanna come? It will be fun. And you always give me the same answer, something along the lines of, no, introverts don't do that. (laughs) Like the other day, Salma was telling me that she wants me to introduce her to, to cool people that I know. And I was like, I immediately looked at her and 
and said, <laughs> Salma, do you believe yourself? You're talking to me. <laughs> I don't introduce people. <laughs> I usually get introduced. I'm the part that gets introduced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so Jojo, remember that time when you used to kind of bully me sometimes and say, oh, you're such an extrovert. Yeah, well, you are. And it was a bit of a... No, I, I, I don't mind extroverts because I like I work with them and I have friends who are... I guess I, I get along with extroverts, but then they it will take people like really time for them to understand, like, I really don't want, like, so much attention. Like, I really, like, I would go to a party and definitely, definitely, I would, like, walk away. Like, I would hide or I would find a spot where I find, like, my peace. Like, in a party, I would I would go out, like, go for a smoke or something. And then they would, they would uh, um, try to find me, basically. <laughs> Even at my when I when I moved out and I lived with my friend and she had parties every week, man, I just like I I talk to them like for twenty minutes and then I go like I sneak out, like I go upstairs, I go to my room and then I just hear them like where's Jojo, where's Jojo? Mm-hmm. I'm like lock my room and <laughs> just not not go out. But then let's start with what you said before we recorded. Like what got you to work in? Uh, the event management and the event industry because you know you have to be talking and interacting with people a lot um i i think it's it's part of me trying to um become normal become part of the community become like gain confidence for my own like for myself like i joined everything in school like uh, theater glee club things that would like push me even if it gave me anxiety, um, that would push me to just be out there and just don't care, like don't care about other people. Like, for example, when I did theater, um, basically you don't see people you uh, sing for or act because the, the lights are kind of blinding. So when they're blinding, you see no one. So you're up against yourself. So for me, that was just the confidence that I needed for myself. Like um, being on stage, uh, you know, just doing it for myself. It's it's basically for myself to gain confidence. That's it. But yeah, it it just through the years, it just became my career. Like I I, I went to an events and uh, <laughs> you know did things that give me anxiety. I guess. And how long have you been working in the event industry? Events. Since I was sixteen. So. Wow. Yeah, mm. since I was 16. Do you still like it? I actually like... Uh, I love creating creating scenes, creating uh, moments uh, for everyone. I, I, I enjoy... Because I'm... Uh, basically, I'm a designer as well. So, you know, like, from scratch, you design everything. You plan everything. So I love that part of um, seeing it firsthand like seeing what I've created so it's like you know when you when you when you design your room your space like it's done by you it's you so for me that's the thing like it's not of course you know I I I, I want to like you know um, to make my clients happy or whatnot but end of the day it's still your work and you make 
yourself happy. Like you make you pat on the back and you know you see your work up and running. Cute. Yeah, I am. Let's move to uh, introvert number two. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, what got you into uh, working in the field you are right now in? Uh, I think that I love to write. I started writing since I was 10 years old and then I got so passionate about news at that age and I knew that I wanted to be a news reporter and I like the years after I just knew it that whatever major I will study I'll just graduate and work as a journalist so I started working as a print journalist like writing in a newspaper and magazines so later on I got more passionate about being a storyteller like I love to tell people stories and telling these stories to people in a very interesting way that requires of course meeting new people talking to new people every day and meeting strangers and that's the hardest part I remember when I started working, uh, when I was an intern right after college, and then my editor told me that I have to call uh, sources, like the people who, who have more information. And that was the part that I hated the most. I, I started calling sources and praying inside that they don't pick up <laughs> just to go to my yeah, editor too. and tell her no one picked up. <laughs> So that was the the hard the hardest part about it. But then, just a few months later, I I got used to it. Now, I ha- I'm super confident talking to. Are you better Asia. now, Doa? Yeah, Are you I better think, at it? Yeah, because it's kind of. I I know exactly what to say. I've been a journalist for over ten years. Ten years now, so I know what to say. I know how to introduce myself in work, and I know how to convince different people from different walks of life to to talk to me as a journalist so yeah i'm better at it now very much no but do you feel that um because i i still have it until now like when i introduce myself during meetings i'm very confident yes but i have this you know like you just hate just (laughs) meeting people like you still have that feeling of like oh my god okay it's gonna start like just for example, like now, I felt, oh my God, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I t- like subconsciously, I forgot about the podcast. <laughs> it gives me anxiety before, like if I'm going to a conference or an event to cover a story or something, I ha- I get anxious before doing it. Like that I have to go and meet strangers. So I think about it. I think twice about it. But at the end of the day, because I have to do it. (laughs) So, you know, when you have to just suck it and do it and be good at it. So I I really don't understand what you're talking about. (laughs) Because we had a similar kind of start because, you know, I studied journalism and I did Mm. also like some internships. as a journalist and what Mm. you're just saying is exactly the opposite for me like when i did uh, these type of news stories and they would tell me to uh, contact uh, you know like whatever sources 
this is when I felt like I'm doing proper journalism. I was like, yeah, I'm talking to sources. I'm getting quotes. Same with what you're saying now. Like the best part for me in the podcast is not the editing. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's just like talking to sometimes mm -hmm. strangers or my friends and just like, you know, being in front of the mic. Actually, that's something my dad used to say about me. Like, just leave the microphone for a second. Like I would... <laughs> Yeah, post-production is the most difficult part of the production process. So, yeah, you, you have valid concerns about editing, I think. But do you enjoy it? I enjoy post-production because this is where you play. This is where you change the story and tell it in your own way. Add music, sound effects, um, you re-edit. You, you reorder the story. I love doing that because I also do interviews like on a weekly basis. I record interviews with people and I re the, the moment that I reorder the story is so much fun because it gives me a chance to to tell their stories in in a proper, organized way, an interesting way, adding like plot twists. I treat it like a novel, the, the script. Yeah, like a beginning, a beginning, and a middle, and an end. So I, I love writing stories and telling people stories. How about you, Jojo? Do you enjoy the organization of the event before the event day? I think it's um, uh, events is basically telling a story. It's like um, it's like you guys, like when, when you write your 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 news or your your whatever <laughs> when you write. <laughs> It's like it has a beginning to end. So it's basically a journey, um, a, an experience for uh, the guests, for um, the client. So you're basically a storyteller. So it's the same thing. Like what we're doing is like visual storytelling experience. Like you have to, you have to give them a journey. So the moment they enter to the moment they leave, it's in the span of three hours, you can't let them be like bored. So there should be areas that they can, you know, like basically we, we plan for introverts and extroverts because we have to say, okay, what if they get bored with this? Like, where can they go? So then we, we can put them in a pre-function area or, you know, like we can create an area for them to lounge so it's basically storytelling as well. So what you guys are doing, like, um, we're basically doing it, like, live. How you guys are, like, editing um, videos and film where we can't mess it up because it's live. So we can't recut and re, you know, we can't. Uh, but what we can do is plan ahead, like, really plan well. Um, think 10 steps ahead. So for me, it really plays well with my um, obsessive compulsive uh, <laughs> being trying to be a per being a perfectionist kind of thing, um, and I think that's that's part of being an introvert because you ha you can think you have your own piece you have your you know you can think ten steps ahead of uh, for everyone. So we'll talk about uh, all of this extensively again in the episode, but first I wanted to ask you, since the name of my podcast is Curious Salma, I want to ask you, what are you guys curious about? Let's start with uh, Dudu. I? I think I'm curious about stories in all their forms. 
I love watching movies, series. I love reading novels. I love that I'm creating stories and telling stories. So I think I'm passionate. I love watching programs as well, like TV programs or the specials on Netflix, for example. Because recently I've been very passionate about learning about people people's lives especially people who've gone through plot twists in their lives like people who just dis- discovered their true passion after the age of 40 or something people who had life-changing events that they can share with people to like inspire them how about you jojo Going through what Doa said, I was very, like, as a young person, I was very observant with everything. Being the youngest, um, I was this annoying little child. I was going to say something else. But I was this annoying little child who just wanted to know everything. So for me, as as a young kid, I was I was basically snooping around everything and I, I used to read the encyclopedia even because we didn't have a lot to do and we didn't have internet. So for me, reading and observing people, I was always, up until now, I'm very curious about how the world is and, you know, like, it doesn't, there's no, it's endless, actually, like your curiosity about life, about um, people. And that's why I, I tend to be, like, very talkative because I base it on who I'm talking to. Uh, I tend to like really, really expound on, you know, like my experiences and the other's experiences. And uh, because it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Everything is very interesting for me. Like how, I don't know, Elon Musk believes that there's life in Mars. Like, for example, what's the thought process of everything, like of everyone? How did they think? Like for me, everything has a um, an answer. Everything has an answer. And you just have to dig like, why, why, why did they do this? Why did they kill this person? Why did, why did the war start? Like it, it's, it's basically a lot. Like I'm a very um, um, open-minded person, I guess. Especially in my 20s, mid-20s, I became really, really like interested in people's uh, experiences and everything around me, surrounding me. See, this is already something that we three have in common, like being curious. Mm. Like I can also say that when I was young, I was very annoying to my family <laughs> at school, everyone, because I kept asking a lot of questions. And that even went further and further in high school I was not just asking curious questions but I was very critical like why are we doing this like that it doesn't make sense why there is not blah 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 so I still remember stuff like that but I think being curious is an amazing quality it's something that allows you as you said Jojo one of the things is to be open-minded because when you're curious is when you want to know more about something, even if that something is very different from what you're used to. And you keep pursuing that curiosity. And sometimes it even changes your perspective about things, you know? So both of you are morning people, right? No, no. So, so, if you have to. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> what are your morning routines? 
And what does it look like? Jesus. <laughs> as simple as just having coffee and like going to the office if I have to. Or recently having coffee and just, yeah, starting life <laughs> all over again every day. <laughs> I don't have something special that I do in the morning. How about you, Jojo? It depends. Um, I would rather sleep. <laughs> like if I didn't work, I would rather sleep the whole day. Um, but yeah, like coffee would be the first thing. Or showering would be the first thing, actually. Showering would be the first thing I do. Um But it it really depends on the day. Like if it's a work day, then I'd be rushing, going to the shower and just preparing coffee. But I would really time myself. The thing with me is really I would time myself of like because I know I, I, uh, I can prepare myself like less than twenty minutes, twelve minutes to be exact. <laughs> I've timed myself. Interesting. Um, and twelve minutes means. Um, For the eight minutes, I can grab coffee. I can make coffee, smoke a cigarette. So yeah, like I have, I, I still have like a moment where I breathe first before I leave, before I go out the door. And for me also, I don't like to talk at the morning generally. Like I, I would like to have like two hours just to process everything all over again and arrange my mind and plan what I have to do over the day, then I can talk. I mean, even on the phone. Oh, that's where we're opposites. I do it the end of the day. I plan the day ahead. Like I plan the, um, the work I have for the next day. I write it on my notes so I don't have to like panic um, in the morning. Uh, because I mean, and we have the a different like you know, we have different uh, work style and work, even. Um, but for me, I start really like just knowing what I have to do in the morning. Uh, before like the day before, for me, my mind, you have like I have to like prepare my mind. Okay, this is tomorrow, so I'm not like anxious. I'm not like um, stressed. I don't like being stressed, especially when um, I have to do like shows and, you know, I have to prepare myself. Like they think I'm crazy, by the way, like because I have loads of lists, um, like I have lists for production. I have lists for myself, like I have like separate so that I, I know what to expect from others. Uh, that's a good segue to um, talking about OCD. So, <laughs> it's <a fun> topic. <laughs> just shows that uh, your friend is OCD. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you if, in that instance, specific instance that you said that you prepare a lot of lists and you prepare and over prepare, do you think this helps you in your career because you're becoming, uh, you it makes you very very organized to the to everything you know all the details you can anticipate everything because of how over organized you are um basically i mean for me um if you respect your craft if you if you respect the people around you um it's you who has to like be 
organized for the people who are actually paying for it. So if a client will tell me, you forgot about this, then it's on you. Like, um, it's it's your mistake for not thinking. Like, why would a client think of that? So you have to, as I said, like, think 10 steps ahead. Like, events, anyway, like, 2% of events will always, like, be shit. Like, you will, you will always have a surprise of rain in an outdoor field. You have surprise of a technical uh, technical error. Um, so, but you, you'll have to be, for me, in any craft that you, you, you're doing, um, be a doctor, be a pilot, um, you have to be fully prepared because I mean, at the end of the day, you have end users who are actually paying for this. So you'll have to think steps ahead. I, I guess it's for me, um, respect for myself and respect for the end user. Being an organized person it really has helped me across my career and it got me into places because I had I remember I had managers for example or my bosses coming to me and giving me opportunities or projects just because they needed someone who is organized who can plan and prepare like good plans ahead of the project and they be sure that I would conduct this thing, this task properly in a way that they would like. So it, it has helped me to get into places and have many opportunities. On the other side of the spectrum, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not because I'm extroverted, but because I have ADHD. So with ADHD in my normal life, I have no idea how I'm going to go about the day like I can have the most random idea in the middle of the day and say yes let's do it you know so impulsiveness is something I'm always going through but how I do things that work for years it used to be like I would imagine what an organized person do and then I would do that like them so uh, to be very honest with you like for years I would be like this every day like an organized person at work would make a list of what the day was is going to be through or would follow through with this project or whatever so I was like kind of mimicking another person in my head to get me to do the job properly and it actually helped it helped a lot interesting yeah (laughs) I didn't know that like for me if you were to like give me like I guess a billion dollars or something I would choose to just sleep the whole day. Like, seriously, like, I wouldn't push myself (laughs) to do things (laughs) that I'm doing now. Like, I would just, if I liked events, if I liked shows, I would choose. Like, I would choose my shows. I would choose, like, who to to really uh, cater to. But end of the day, it's you pushing yourself. Like, it's you telling yourself, okay, I'm going to do this because it's easier for my life. Like it's easier for my life to know, uh, you know, to know and not to be embarrassed for me. It's also number one, not to be embarrassed because I'm hired to do this. Like I'm, I'm, it, it should be me who should be thinking of this. So for me, it's, it's, um, I don't know where I get it from or how I learned it. Like, I don't like being criticized for the work that I really love. So, um, and you know, if it's your passion, like if you're passionate about, you don't like feedback, 
I like feedback when there's this is this is the thing with me because I plan really well. Like I think of the 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 things that can happen in an event. When someone tells me to change it, I'm prepared. You, you prepare for it. But then when someone tells me of a thing that doesn't make sense in my head, it doesn't connect to the event. It doesn't connect. You know, I question it. Of course, I will question that. But if it if it's a good feedback, yes, of course, why not? Like that's the thing with, um, like telling me, like for example, why did you lose the project? Why didn't we get the project? Then I go like, there are lots of things. Uh, there's endless reasons why we didn't get the project. It's either it's how we presented it, and I always say we because we can't. Um, of course, in events, we can't, we're not only the only people who are working on it. And um, sometimes the heads don't agree. Like they want you to claim why you failed. And this pisses me off because I, it's, it's not only because of this that you lost. It's because of the money. It's because of this. It's because of how we spoke. So collectively, there are lots of reasons why we failed. So why... Pinpoint, like I, I, I don't see the reason of pinpointing um, failure when it's a collective thing. So for me, yes, I get annoyed with criticisms with no reasoning behind it. But um, if it, if there's a logic behind, of course I'll, uh, I know how to accept it. Yeah, but it's hard for me to accept things when it doesn't make sense <laughs> in my head. <laughs> when it doesn't make sense, I'm like, please explain, like. Why? Uh, please explain it to me. You, have, you really have to explain it to me and I really have to understand the logic behind it. Well, I have two directions for my next question, but now I want to elaborate on what you just said, is how do you deal with difficult people at work? Or with people, let's just say, with people who don't understand the nature of your reasoning, why you think of things this the way, you, how you do, like your process. People who don't understand your process, how do you deal with them? You mirror. Okay. You mirror what you're, what they're doing, like what they're saying. Like, for example, when someone says something negative, you just, just answer, like, why is it that? So like, I mean, for me, not to create, um, and this is why I joke a lot. Because jokes are half meant and jokes are meant to be, it's either you believe it or you don't, right? So for me, in this industry, in this country, for me, um, joking with a client, joking with my colleagues is a sort of stress reliever for me um, because then I, I release what I feel, what I, what I think. But then they don't really see it as offensive. So when I go like, when I tell you like, Salma, like, you're really annoying. But then you look at me because you know I joke a lot. Like, is it like, is it real? Like, I confuse people a lot, but they know that I'm saying what I'm thinking. So it's a mixture of being true to yourself. Like, how do I deal with them? Is being true to yourself and just mirroring what I receive from them. Like I just like bounce it back. Like if you if you tell something that really annoys me, then I go like, yeah, well, you know. But I know you find me annoying sometimes. Yes. I know. I know you mean it when you yeah. say. It. <laughs> <laughs> How about you do that? Do I... I don't know if it's 
if it would sound realistic to say this or not, but I never had a conflict with a work colleague because I don't like conflict in general. So usually, even when the other person, when the the tone of voice gets higher or it gets intense, I calm things down and say, let's just finish what we have to do. Because it's usually, I work as a producer, so most of the time we have to deliver something on, on the spot. So I be like, let's deliver and finish work. And then later we can talk about it. And if I talked with him or her about it and it's not yet solved, I would refer it up to my direct manager. I don't let the... Uh, it's not personal. That, that, that's what I'm always thinking. It's it's not personal. Yeah. It's usually work-related. So let's fix it at work and let and do not let it get bigger than that. I think that's the difference between our... Uh our industries yeah maybe um, yeah events is more of like dragons <laughs> against <laughs> dragons so for me and especially i'm a woman in a in a where everyone is a man <laughs> in this uh, in this in your uh, industry and yeah in events uh, especially here like um I, I had to like come out of my my shell and be a beast in a way, you know, you have to be a beast because everyone around me, if I go to like, for example, during when, when I met you, uh, Doa in uh, Adnek, um, you can count your like, like women during the setup, during the onsite setup, you cannot, you seriously, there are no women much because basically it's a, it's labor. It's labor work. And usually you work until, you know, you work until, you know, three days you're there. So if you don't match um, how men are, how they speak, uh, then you will never get things done. Like you have to show, like you really have to do this. Like especially when you're dealing with um, laborers, uh, you know, carpenters, you know, this is why I'm I'm like a, a very, I'm a chameleon because I can speak to laborers, I can speak to uh, um, CEOs or clients whatsoever. But then you would, you have to change. Yes, I agree with the tone of voice. You have to change your tone of voice. And my tone of voice in this industry has to be like, no, you have to do it. Because if you don't, if you go like, Okay, um, if you have time, like if mm. I do it calmly, they see it as a weakness. You had to learn how to be more assertive at work. I have a fun question for you. What would you wish that extroverts and ambiverts and everyone in the world, everyone else who is not an introvert, mm. uh, what would you wish they know about you that you wouldn't say out loud? We don't we don't hate you. <laughs> we just <laughs> we just have to recharge and reconnect with ourselves to be able to to deal with you. So we're not ghosting you. We're just we need to recharge. We need energy, and our energy for for a, an unknown reason 
it runs out very fast. Like if I had two long phone conversations over the day, for me, I'll, I'll, I call it a day. That's it. <laughs> I don't pick up anymore. <laughs> Seriously. So the people that I do not pick up their calls think that I'm ignoring them or that I don't like them or I hate them but it's just guys just uh, my battery is running low now and I have to make it to the end of the day so let me recharge my battery and I think that for me I don't I don't know about you Juju but the day they invented WhatsApp I believe it was the happiest day in my life because I like WhatsApp I like texting I'm a texter yeah me too I hate voice notes I freak out when people call me. <laughs> Salma's like, <laughs> she doesn't believe us. No, I, I, I love voice me. notes. I don't, okay. don't want to text. I, I don't texting. agree. Like, just call. If you want to do voice notes, just freaking call me. Like, I, I don't see the reason. You won't pick up. <laughs> no, like, seriously. Yeah, either, like, from at this age, guys... <laughs> At this age, I guess when you reach my age, um, you will come into a conclusion. How old are you, auntie? I'm 36. Oh, wow. <laughs> Spoken like, like no, a I, I, I have a feeling like when you reach in like your, your, your late 30s or whatsoever, like in your 30s, you would realize a lot of things. Like oh, before, I would go like, did I offend that person? Did I say the, the, the wrong thing? I'm like, now at this level, I'm like, yeah, I said it. Like I would literally, literally to the, to the person, like, yeah, I said it. Like, end. like I would even have a, like dot, 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 end. Like, yeah, end. I yeah. said it. And then they would look at me like I am perceived as very like, blunt and rude and whatsoever i could care less now like as um i if i can't be like like how uh doa is saying like it's not that i'm ghosting you yes we are ghosting you like we are ghosting you for that moment so deal with it see the difference (laughs) for me it is uh it's a way of ghosting people when you ignore them it's a way of saying go Fuck off. <laughs> just just <laughs> go toot off. <laughs> like seriously, like it's it's a bathroom break. Do you like daily conversations? Cause I find it difficult to to cope with it. Like I don't want to know how everyone is living their daily life. No, seriously. Um, with my, partner, yes. with my partner, yes. Yeah, that's a different story. But yeah. with friends, for example. No. Yeah. Like, it would take, like, for example, Salma. Like, I wouldn't, like, text her out of the blue. Like, you know, she would always, like, message. It's not that we don't love you, Salma. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah, we're here, uh, but, you know. <laughs> we care for you, but, you know. <laughs> If you don't knock on our door, then we, you know, we know that you're good. <laughs> but I mean, I lived with you, Salma. So you know that when I don't hear you, I knock on your door. Like, what's up? Like, I would actually ask you, what's what's wrong with you, woman? <laughs> Come out of your shell. Like, 
I would, um, it's not that we don't care for people. We're exactly. very, very, we do care, but in a different way that might sound uh, rude sometimes. I'm not sure how to say it. For We're some better people, prepared because of our breaks. <laughs> yeah. 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 What about taking you guys to like concerts and events and like things with lots of people? What do you wish also extroverts to know? And that's that's based on my personal pain of trying to drag the introverts, <laughs> my introverted friends around and them letting me go alone to events. I like going to concerts and events and activities and I've done I've gone many of them alone. And I don't see any problem with that. Like at when I was 26, I believe I reached the peak of my adulthood because I've I've gone to like concerts, theater, cinema, um, everything alone. And I, I enjoy it and I don't see a problem in that. And I don't mind people reaching out to me and suggesting going to concerts. I, I really love that. But I, I cannot go out every day. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And not every I think, week I think as that's well. What's, uh... Do, do mm. not make it like a regular thing. That's when I, that's when I take a step back. <laughs> but that's the difference. Like, of like people seem to think that introverts are really boring people. We actually aren't. Um, I don't find myself boring because I entertain myself. Like I can be alone and, and enjoy myself the whole yes, day. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoy my own company and everyone yeah, is it's like, like, what do you do at home? I do nothing and I enjoy it. I <laughs> mean, in the time of zombie apocalypse, in the time of zombie apocalypse and I and you're stuck in a room, I would be like, yeah, there's a zombie outside. But yeah, like live, live your life. Like I would, I think this is what introverts feel. Like um, we'd rather have our space then go out there and, you know, like, die. <laughs> Speaking of that, remember the lockdown when it yeah, was... I enjoyed it. Oh, my God. It was oh, so my fun. gosh. I love that. <laughs> I was... I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I'm saying that, but I was so relieved that my friends are not calling me and saying, let's go out because there is nowhere we can go. And that was very relieving for me. It was a dream come true. No, it was a dream come true. Honestly, I told <laughs> Salma this when I saw her. Like, it was like a dream. Because me being OCD with cleanliness and seeing people mocking me for always putting uh, um, disinfectant way before Corona happened, like decades back, like I've started already doing uh, using disinfectant, and I I, I always um, disinfected my my work table, workstation, whatsoever, even my phone. Like every every day, end of the day, imagine me in the office. End of the day, I would I would be wiping, and then in the morning I would be wiping as well before I work. Like I would wipe everything, like my keyboard, my laptop, everything. Like it would be disinfected. So for me, the moment lockdown happened and seeing everyone buy disinfectant, for me that was like, Shh, oh my god! Like it's like I I can go outside without using my disinfectant much, 
because everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is like, it's, it's, yeah, it's a dream come true. <laughs> we should do lockdowns more often. <laughs> I remember you told, like I awesome. remember you told me that we, or I, I don't remember who suggested, but like that we're, we're going to make the subject of this episode, like how COVID cured me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because of how I, I you started to that. become like, more relaxed with your yeah, OCD. Yeah, um, honestly, I used to buy like bottles and bottles of disinfectant. Now I limit it to um, w- one or two in a month because now you see it everywhere. So um, basically, um, financially, I don't uh, spend much on disinfectant now because everyone is like it cured my anxiety to touch the lift, to touch everything like i when i go out i feel the world is cleaner after covid like especially when when the lockdown happened and the planes are not you know like like running and a lot of things like it it, it just made me realize um a pandemic can uh, cure my my anxiety for for my ocd and yeah yeah well now people don't really hug you like because they're afraid yeah so you don't really i mean especially here in abu dhabi you just do the the fist bump so before they don't care like they hug you and they stink and they they have viruses and whatsoever like for me that was really an annoying thing like i i don't like physical like touch as well like hugging and and uh, that's a part of my uh, anxiety as well. Juju, are you spontaneous? Yeah. Oh. I um, especially with travels, as like I don't because the fact that I already plan um, mm-hmm. during work, like I plan for other people. With my life, I'm more of a free spirited one. Like I don't like people who plan. Let's do brunch in a month. Like, let's schedule oh. brunch next month. Are you free? I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm free or maybe I'm not. Like, I don't, because of, of my work, I guess um, I don't want this to happen in my life. I don't want it to be super planned. Um, yeah, it's, it's for me, it's because of my work. Like, I want to have a relaxed moment of not being too anal with myself, I guess. It, it balances my sanity. If you like this episode, please let me know by rating, sharing your feedback, or subscribing. There's a part two coming next week. Looking forward to your feedback.